Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you Saturday afternoon, just at about 2 <laughs> o'clock. The Dallas Mavericks just ran the New York Knicks off the floor, 121 to 100. Josh, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, if we had to watch a Mavericks game that started at 1130 on a Saturday morning, the, the least they could do is show up, and they certainly did, at least in the second half. Well, it was a pretty incredible game because the first quarter was <laughs> gross. The first quarter, I mean, the first quarter was real gross. Just first half was gross. Up. Yeah, I mean, they bounced the the second team brought the the Mavericks back a little bit, but yeah. the Mavericks were down by fifteen at one yeah. point. It looked like and a was, "here we go again" type of game. Oh yeah, like we're we're in our chat basically talking because you know kids' rotations still suck. He's just throwing stuff against the wall. No, I I mean I. I I'm glad the Mavericks won, but like I'm not going to sit here and act like Kid did a good coaching job when it came back to like the Mavericks hitting a bajillion threes, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but then they, the, and, and that's basically what happened in the third quarter. Luka Doncic and Tim Hardaway each outscored the Knicks, uh, <laughs> which is like honestly, and this this goes to show you what I'm watching, where I'm more paying attention to Tim getting hot, and I had no idea Luka had that many points. Um, yeah, I know. It felt, I I had no when uh, I think he made whatever his last basket was, and Mark Follower was like, "Ah, and uh, uh, Luca got to thirty again." I was like, "Wait, what?" Right, I didn't even it, it, nineteen in the third quarter, and so basically what happened is so the Mavericks are down fifteen in the second quarter, or eh, maybe as early in the first quarter, but the Mavericks are down fifteen at one point in time. Then they were leading by as many as thirty-two, so that's a forty-seven point swing. Right? I'm I'm doing that math right. <laughs> Down Wait, 15 to up yes. 32. Yes. Like I don't remember a Mavs game where something like that happened. I'm sure it has, but it's been just such a long time. And it was, you know, predicated on the fact that Tim Hardaway and Luka just went nuts in the third. And you know, it, it this was just the, the Nick, this was like a sadness bowl going into it, if we're being quite honest, because the Knicks are a mess too. I was exchanging messages with um this this one guy who writes for a site called the Strickland, and I, I just asked him, I was like, "Do you guys want your coach fired?" He's like, "Yes." And like, this is just one of these games where you know whoever came out of it, that was going to be the narrative. I think like if the Mavericks fell again, you know, because their defense was atrocious again, I think I think Kid would have been a big narrative coming out of this because it's about like getting prepared for games. But the Mavericks started making shots in the third quarter. Um, I was really loving Harp trying to like make a hard sell for like, hey Nick, you know. Tim in the starting lineup, like Tim doesn't need Luca to get shots. Like Tim just started hitting buckets. Like I, I don't want to make it more complicated than that. He, yeah, he's I mean been he's, bad he's been for getting the 60 same games. Yeah, he was getting the same shots. He just yeah, yeah he just started making them. Yeah, and I don't know. Make- I mean, he he needed that lineup switch when he was first the the first full season he was here. I mean, he was coming off the bench, and again, it was the same thing. He was getting the same shots. He was shooting poorly. They put him in the starting lineup, and he played well. I, I'm starting to think with Tim, there's a lot going on that's not just on the floor stuff. Not trying to say like there's something going on with him. I'm just saying it seems like his mindset. Sure. Like it, it seems like a lot of rhythm. I don't know. There, there's a lot that goes into his, maybe his game that's more than just this guy just needs open shots. So, well, he talked it, about it once in the JJ Reddick podcast. I want to say it was last season, maybe it was the season before, um, where he talked about how he's actually learned to do both. But, I think there's just something about the the kind of shots and the willingness to take them where it, it, I I don't know. He, he, but to be quite honest, like he, he has been bad for 60 plus games under Jason Kidd. He was bad. The first 40 last year, he was basically bad from game four on against the Clippers in 2021, where he shot 60% those first three games from three. And that was why the Mavericks were winning. And then he's just been on like an extended cold streak. Is Franco had, 
um, kind of a, a deeper dive look into his numbers. And Tim, just to be quite honest, like Tim is an average three point shooter with two mark like outlier years with Rick Carlisle. Now, what is outlier to me? Like I, we're, we're like he was shooting close to forty percent, but Tim has been shooting twenty nine percent. So even if he gets up to like league average at thirty five. That sort of shot making with the volume that he takes makes a big difference. It's not like we're talking about, you know, Josh Green shooting two threes a game. This guy shoots eight threes a game sometimes, and that really matters. And it 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 started the Mavericks down a really nice path tonight. Luca, of course, started hitting two. Yep. Um, you know, and and there's really not much more to say about about like the game other than they hit a ton of shots. Is there? <laughs> they shot 61 threes, uh, made 24 of them. I don't remember the last time. You don't see a lot of NBA teams shoot 60 or more from three in a game, so that was pretty cool to see. Um, I don't know. It just kind of felt like the dam broke, especially in that third quarter. Because I mean, it wasn't like yeah, Tim and Luca, but Dinwiddie hit three, Maxi hit three threes, uh, Bullock hit three threes. And that's probably the name you have to keep an eye on because guess what? It is December. So Reggie Bullock is legally allowed to start making three-pointers again. Well, it's um, funny you say that, though, because last year he didn't really start making threes until end of January. Yeah, he, he but just career-wise. has gotten December. better. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So we'll see. But, uh, I mean, everyone was making them. Again, this team, this is also a team that, like, when things are going good, they're really, like, they're, they're pretty good at, like, when things are going good. Uh Guys feel better. I mean, it's hard to to pick yourself up when you're playing. And also, the big thing, probably, I know I'm getting a little rambling now, but uh, right. the defense was the big thing. I mean, this was a team the last couple of games. I mean, they played some of the most embarrassing defense I've seen in, like, the last week, starting with mm-hmm. maybe that Milwaukee or, you know, the, the Boston game. But, you know, we kind of were like, well, Boston's good. Milwaukee's good. And obviously, Golden State's good. But, you know, like, Detroit – that game was maybe the low point defensively of the season because, I mean, Detroit does not have offensive players and they just had guys just, and they weren't doing creative things. They were just dribbling by, you know, guys in one-on-one situations. And that didn't happen tonight. Uh, and the Knicks are a mess and the way they run out, they don't, they, they're kind of like the Mavericks and that they don't have an offense. They just kind of dribble the ball up the floor and see what happens every possession. Uh, but they still have like individually talented offensive players that can beat you in one-on-one situations if you're not, you know, if you're not game. And for the first time, I felt like in two weeks, the Mavericks were just like stopping dribble penetration and that kind of ruined whatever else they wanted to do. Like, well, uh, and this has got to drive, this has got to drive a defensive minded guy like Kid nuts. But yeah, and Sweeney, the, there's this main assistant. Yeah. Well, He's their, their defense guy. improved once they started hitting shots. Yeah, it like did. that's kind of just, and that's been the case for the Mavericks going back to the like year two of Luca with Porzingis, where it's just like, oh, all of a sudden they defend when they're hitting threes, and I'm just, I get it. You're more energized when the ball's going down. When you, you know, they 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 probably wish they had more defensive minded guys. I mean, kid probably wishes that, but if you have a, a like like a team of primarily offensive guys, you know, your best players at least are offensive guys. Yeah. Um, then every, like it it just it it psychologically makes sense that you're trying harder on defense when you're seeing things go down on offense. Like it's, yeah, it, for sure. it's just there. Yeah, for so. sure. And this was like another game like, you know, I know people like really hate Reggie Bullock right now, but like he's a good def- you know, and he's locked in. He's a good defender like this. He just hasn't been locked in. Him and Dorian right. like right. the 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 Dorian minutes are are basically being hidden by Reggie, but I've talked with people that cover the league nationally and Dorian has been a net neutral this year 
And that really harms the Mavericks when he's just kind of not doing much. His rebounding is down significantly percentage-wise. His defense has not really been there. Maybe, and, you know, there, there can be questions as to why. And I think, you know, they played a ton of minutes for months and months and months. And maybe it's just taking him a while to get his legs under him again. I don't know. But it, it, it was nice to see something. I still, you know, I, I still think the Mavericks will try to shake it up at some point. I don't know how um, I wrote the piece that, you know, the, the, there's no help coming, but I, I, the recipe cannot be make shots like that. That just can't, that can't be the I only know, thing. It might be, <laughs> so. uh, but this was huge because their next three are Phoenix, Denver, Milwaukee. Like if they lost right. this game, it would be yeah. like two games under 500 where you're about to face three, three teams that are probably going to beat you. Um, that would have been, we would have been a DEFCON one for sure. So this was, I'm sure they're, I mean, the Mavericks aren't dumb. You know, they look at the schedule too. You know, I mean, there was, there was a lot riding on this game for them. They needed, they really needed it. And it was, you know, it's just nice. You know, I, they've done enough in the previous 21 games that you can't look at this game and be like, all right, they're back on track because, you know, people said that after the Golden State win and we saw what happened in the very next game. So they're not back on track, but, they just mentally probably needed a game like this. And hallelujah, Luca didn't play 30 minutes in an NBA game and a win, which I don't remember if that's happened this season. Um, so, you know, you kind of take what you can get. Like if they're going to turn the season around, there's going to be a starting point. You know, I, so I can see people saying, well, why not this game? So, of course, why couldn't it be this game? <laughs> they just, you know. Well, honestly, the Knicks have had their number for four years. They yeah, they have. Like it's a Julius Randle, and he did it in the second quarter. Just like kind of wears <laughs> Dallas like a, a skin suit. He just murders them, and that stopped in the third quarter tonight. It was really something. Yeah, um, Jalen Brunson didn't really do anything. Thirteen points. Yeah, I mean, bad game, but like he didn't. I was excuse me, I'm not a guy that's watching the Knicks every night. Like he just doesn't touched the ball a lot like well that was kind of like i think he has crazy. actually because oh, his okay. numbers are really good yeah but, but this game was, he didn't that was that weird. was that was the concern though going in where it's like you got another two set of dominant lefties and um what's wrong with me Barrett and, and, uh, Barrett and, randall. And, and randall yeah, yeah. And so it's just like i don't know the, the next shot chart was actually fairly distributed you got yeah. like like randall took the most at 15 but that was yeah that was just peculiar like, like I was like expecting got... Brunson to take take the the reins in this game, and he just kind of played it like a felt like he was playing like a preseason game. It was kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, um, I don't know, but yeah, good for the Mavericks. I mean, it's really funny. I mean, man, their wins when they win big, they win like they've got the big forty one point win against Memphis. They got the twenty eight win point win against Denver. Well, it's like point they... differential is really good. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking for it right now. If, I'm... If they don't play a clutch game, they win by like thirty. Like it's basically yeah. The Mavericks are, are fifth in the in the West, tied with um. Their data no, is so funny, man. It's so yeah. funny. But with it's, all these it's, big blowouts. Well, the point differential. So you got Phoenix with plus seven, New Orleans with six point six, then Jazz two point seven. Or I'm sorry, uh, Kings two point seven, Jazz two two point four, Mavs two point three. Um. And the like, like point differential is a pretty. Now that we have enough games, point differential is actually pretty indicative of of what this team could be. Um, mm-hmm. Which is to say, 
a middling Western, like they're not a losing team in the West. That's why it's just, you know, I want to say it was Skin Wade who who said this to me a couple of weeks ago, where it's just like, you know, guys just have to hit shots. JJ Redick had this out in his newsletter where he's looking, it's like a simple swing back in the right direction for Bullock and Hardaway actually probably does get them a couple more wins. It doesn't change the kind of style or the like uh, the overall. Yeah, like they're still going to play this way and they're still going to have some pretty awful losses, I think, just because of the way the team is constructed. But but they're not going to be a 11th seed, (laughs) which is how they were playing for 500 basketball for like like Luca doesn't cut it for me. I still think they're like a five to 10 game over 500 team. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, that's why these kind of these starts to the last three seasons just have us. I think that's why everyone goes crazy because it's just like you can't. How do you have a player averaging thirty-four points a game, uh, and you're you know you're ten and eleven going into your twenty-second game of the season? So uh, it should eventually turn around, and you know maybe this is the maybe it's this not going to the- be in December. December is going to continue to suck. Like I, I <laughs> I'm trying to like figure out what that means for the narrative and what that because it's it's a the, the game the schedule that you talked about just it, it really matters. I mean they go. Um, you, what did you say here? I'm pulling it up right it's now. Phoenix, Denver, Milwaukee in the next three. Yeah, that's and brutal. Denver with Jokic, which you haven't played Jokic yet this season. And by the oh, way, and then they then they really see good. Cleveland twice in the middle of the month. Yep, then they Cleveland's see really Min- Minnesota a couple of times before Christmas, and that that could be a sadness bowl. But if Carl Anthony Towns is out, they might actually play more sensibly. <laughs> then they got the Lakers on Christmas. Knicks, like they they could. Then they go like, I don't know, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but there, there's, I just, I don't see like big opportunities for win streaks. I see the opportunity for them to win like two out of three in certain circumstances, like where they go, you know, after, after the three games you mentioned, they go Chicago, Oklahoma city, Cleveland, they should beat the bulls. They should beat Oklahoma city. They should, but you know, should doesn't really matter much with this team because we saw the betting lines. They're one of the worst teams against the spread in the NBA, which they're just a lot of volatility. Yeah. Yeah. That's why this is like, I mean, I'm sure people are going to be like, why aren't you guys like more excited? And like, I I definitely like this because now the rest of my day is fine. I'm going to go host the live show. People will be happy and then we'll go on with our day and not have to talk about the Mavericks until Monday night. Right. And that'll be fun. Uh, But like, you know, they let's see them put something back they haven't put together i mean they haven't won back-to-back games uh since the middle of november uh-huh. so uh-huh. you know we got kind of got to see them get back on that horse before we can be like all right season's turned around and we'll see but this was obviously much needed for sure like that take all right let's get out of dodge you got anything else no that's it it's let's enjoy our saturdays <laughs> all right josh was kind enough to write the recap today because i apparently don't know what time games start and Got confused with my son's YMCA schedule, um, and we'll have a couple more things. But it's it's weekend, you know. It's, it's I don't know. It's it's we're kind of in the we're we're approaching like the middle the middle forty games is when I have a really hard time being like, hey guys, we need people to write stuff for the site because <laughs> it's just like, well, what are we going to write about now? Do they need to hit? They need to hit their free throws. Are they going to make a trip? No, it's like no one wants. I don't want. I don't want to do the. You know, I don't want to do some of the more easy, like low hanging fruit stuff that we could really crack on until we're getting closer to the trade deadline. So, all right, this has been fun. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow, Mavs Moneyball After Dark, but daytime edition. Uh, look for the live show, and thank you for stopping by. Everybody have a great weekend.